<laughs> Welcome to What Always Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we're back once again. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Thank you uh, again for joining us. I never know how to start this. Yeah, good. I think you guys are doing a really we're, good job. Because we're Thank also you. in a different position, so yeah. we're reacclimating ourselves. <laughs> Today we are joined by one of my best friends in the world. Stop, <laughs> am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of my top people. Well, in am I up really up there? You both are in my top people that I trust. Well, how wow. long is your list? It's uh, ten people, str- <laughs> ten people strong. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. She's like, you're like, you're in my inner circle. She's like, how big is that circle? You're like, ten thousand people. Ten thousand people. <laughs> my Facebook. It my couldn't Facebook be. Couldn't be my, wider. You're in my top, MySpace top eight. Do you remember when we were kids and there were people who had like thousands of Facebook friends? Yes. Moms were always like, how? Oh. <laughs> 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 These aren't real friends. Yeah. So we're like, mom, shut up. <laughs> Mom, shut up or I'm kicking you out of my top eight. <laughs> my mom. Well, we won't talk about that. So this is Elena Briss. For years, I was mispronouncing your last name. Everyone does. And um, Elena and I met in grad school. Amazing. Uh, we were studying environmental journalism. Elena went on to be an environmental journalist. I, I went in a different direction. <laughs> it sounds like you went to prison. Yeah. Made different decisions. She went on to become an environmental journalist, and I joined the mob. And you're watching this podcast. (laughs) Um, But Elena's a genius, one of the smartest people I know. Also has a background in comedy. I do. Elena wrote for The Onion. Oh, really? Well, you were an editor for The Onion. I was an editor for Clickle, yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Back when Clickle was a part of The Onion. And that's how we first bonded, is we were in grad school, and like most of the people in our program were like... um, straight out of college and we were the only yeah. people asking about finances we were like, why is no one else worried about paying for any of this and everyone's like my mom's got me and i'm like what i remember it was one of the first conversations we had as yeah. we met each other at like admit day and we were like i'm so glad you asked about long-term debt <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was weird that two comedians ended up in the program in the same year. In the end, in the exact same cohort. Yeah, we both we, liked environment. We had like all these overlaps. Robert, we, like you were friends with Robert Flanagan. <laughs> our overlap. And oh, your boyfriend was always yeah. at a show that I ran, famously Spicy Chicken Sandwich. You yeah. might remember. I and don't, in my be- I one don't of my best friends, that. Lane, in my inner circle, was ex-boyfriend was in your spicy chicken sandwich yes <laughs> so we all were connected we're all connected oh my god i forgot um, about spicy chicken <laughs> that's crazy that's what i'm saying it was a different time um so we we had a we, we had that connection it was yeah it was strange it, it was, was strange it was a weird program but i always say it was totally worth the tens of thousands of dollars for our friendship i, I paid sixty thousand dollars for a friendship with elena yeah that's a good way of putting it you actually wrote me in a you wrote me that in a card recently you mailed me a christmas card wow. and you said you were I'm worth so the money and i was like wow i can't tell you how grateful i am that you called her out on that <laughs> that she was reusing the line from her card and she tried to just like Throw it out pass here. that off as the original did you get my christmas card I don't. You wait. sent him a Christmas card. Yeah, too? I sent you and Elena. I mean, you and um. She sent all Sally. ten. She sent all ten thousand of her inner circle. <laughs> Christmas Did you get the Christmas card? I think so. Ask Sally. Know. Yeah, she would know. I don't know. Um, you might want to talk I'm a little aloof. closer to it. Oh. Just yeah. a little. I'll bit, get just a little closer. Yeah. Just a little Am closer. I just like so weak? <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just it's the uh, yeah they're very, but um. <laughs> I don't know how to talk. <laughs> yeah. Does this sound better? I'm like in it. 
Yeah, I think that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. everything that we studied was <laughs> like, so what's funny is our program was like the perfect encapsulation of how um, actually nobody really cares about environmental news because yeah. Yeah. in our program, the sports, so there were different <laughs> cohorts and the sports cohort had like 150 people in it. We had like eight people no, in one, the environment. So one dropped out. And one dropped good. out. Good. It was good. He dropped out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> he, we were, he, he, was like, he was like, wait, I actually don't care. Okay. So there, Elena yeah. is actually, it's funny because no one in our cohort actually really wanted to do specific environmental reporting. saying cohort. No. That I, is, is a word. Cohort? Cohort so is a class. in our in our program, you had to get ex- you basically got accepted into the program and into a specialization. So our oh, cohort okay. was health, science, environment. There was sports. <laughs> there was um, entrepreneurship, po- politics, foreign politics, and, and all of them had way more people than ours. Yeah. Yeah. And none of our that people bode, went into that. Doesn't bode well for the earth. Or yeah. our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, because it was also environment science and health, so I guess you could have gotten yeah. something. But uh, right. Annie is now teaching. Really? Oh, yeah, she's teaching. She's at Northwestern, and then no uh, other Annie is a journalist, but a I don't think she's not doing spe- yeah, not, not specialized. Specifically. Yeah, so. And I'm, this is a brag, but also... <laughs> to show you so we went to one of the top environmental programs in the country mm-hmm. and that's but we the, won't name it we won't name it for legal purposes um but that was so that was the 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 state of journalism that it like represented the state of journalism right yeah it's maybe getting a little better i think more more newspapers are hiring environmental journalists um but it's still pretty low and newsrooms could probably do more to support their environmental journalists but so where do you work right now i work at the san antonio express news down in texas Mm -hmm. i am the environment climate and water reporter for that publication wow and i've been there now june will be two years I feel so like a proud mother. I'm like, do you hear <laughs> what she Tyler's does? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> do you she, yeah, you're like, she actually did it. She did it. Do you, I, know, the, you know the the thing that I was supposed to do? <laughs> she did it. Um, no, Lucia does very important work at a <laughs> nonprofit. You. So I doesn't mean, I feel, feel like you like do better work than like journal journalists just tell this story and. That's up for debate. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so okay, so. What was, um, is that the your first job out of school? Like you landed that um, job right away? No, I didn't. I worked a year at a nonprofit water news organization in Michigan mm-hmm. called Circle of Blue, which also Lucia sort of, did you ever freelance for them? No, we talked about you it. You talked about it. <laughs> I mean, never freelance. I, I was a contract reporter so you're, for them. Wait, you're saying Lucia didn't follow through? <laughs> no. Well, I left and I was like, guys, I have a great I have a great replacement for me. She could probably write some stories right, and right. nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I famously had a full-time job. This is why famously. we get along. Well, well, famously, you made so much more money than me immediately out of college. Well, I, went, I, I sort of have a podcast idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Instead of getting that job, how about I start a podcast in a year and a half? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I did that for a year, and that was a great job. I learned a lot. Um, they're really so cool. So, is water important? Yeah. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quick response it's, uh, from you. It's not important at all. Um, yeah. At least nobody thinks it's important. Uh, <laughs> right. Judging by <laughs> judging by what's happening right judging now. Judging by everything that <laughs> everyone is prioritizing above it, it's not that important. It's really not that important. Yeah. Um, so it's 
it's important. It's important in, in, <laughs> in <laughs> no, Michigan. No, but to be, se- to be serious, to it us. is actually yeah. very important. Yes. Texas, it's very important mm-hmm. because, yeah. uh, as you know, famously, West Texas is running out of water. Mm-hmm. Um, where San Antonio is, we have water, but it's complicated. Where do you Where do you all get your water? We get fifty percent. We get of our it. water from like Michigan, and I don't know where any other water comes from. Yeah, and that's interesting. And the reason, so Illinois is not really a a Great Lakes state except that we have just chicago shut up on shut up yes we are <laughs> hold on um, so my identity the on. reason we we're the only ones who really get water from the great lakes really the only ones in illinois it, only oh ones i thought in you illinois. meant texas okay what <laughs> no she's saying chicago oh chicago. i actually i actually know this because uh if you live in the basin you have access to cook county water but anyone outside basically cook county mm-hmm. doesn't get but then there are certain um this is from my time at at circle of blue i learned this is like there are certain areas like suburbs that they make sort of claims for great lakes water and then everyone in the region has to like sort of vote on it like all, all the, the different states who are involved in the great lakes have to vote on whether or not this you, little area gets so this water. is the I was thinking about doing um, an episode on this, but if we have you here, let's not. So that's the Great Lakes Compact. Can you explain the Great Lakes Compact? I wish that you had asked me that (laughs) before I showed up. Because I haven't reported on the Great Lakes now in almost two years. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's... Well, we do just an overview. That's what we do. We don't try not to get too deep into anything. Right. So it's it's all the states that are, are touching the Great Lakes get... Great Lakes water um, mm. and they all have to sort of vote to see if anyone else would get Great Lakes water mm. uh, for the most part nobody else gets it you can't really you can't ship Great Lakes water outside mm. of the state unless I don't know like Nestle you kind of just ship it out with water bottles which is a whole thing the Nestle loophole the Nestle loophole is what people call it um, <laughs> so that Jesus. it's actually interesting is a lot of people around the Great Lakes do talk about um, water being taken from their water source mm. and sent to areas of the United States where water is running out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all like really upset about it. And they're like, we don't want our water to go right. anywhere else. Cause this is our water. Yes. This is our region. Um, but what I found out was, I think what might actually be happening is more people will start to move to the great lakes yeah. Yeah. rather than people like, the water going so that's also a concern from those communities because mm. they don't want people coming yeah um from that's why my water. plan is to become a landlord here <laughs> yeah good idea i'm gonna buy a bunch of properties okay <laughs> i mean in in <laughs> climate change the great lakes region is the safest spot in the united states yeah so if you got if you got land around the great lakes um great and if you don't get it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't have any so and i'm also in a really dry move to texas i left my my spot by the great lakes and I moved you to texas. you left your piece you, of property i did you went to the dry one of the driest places i went to a place that not only is really dry but have they have terrible regulations and mm-hmm. aren't doing a great job with their with the environment well but that's <laughs> that's probably why they need you there though you know like you're reporting on that stuff and yeah trying to bring light to it right i am trying yeah, yeah it's yeah. um so in san antonio there are two environment reporters in the whole area and it's like the seventh largest city in the united states um so that's so crazy yeah and i mean the tv um, TV news has people who write on water sometimes, but they don't 
they're not, it's not their beat. So it's me. Yeah. And then there's another woman who works at like the nonprofit news organization there. What blows my mind is like when we've talked about what, cause you're in report for America right now, which is like, mm-hmm. um, it's a journalism program. That's sort of like, would you compare Places? it to like AmeriCorps? Like te- yeah. It's like teach, teach for, for America, America or AmeriCorps where they mm-hmm. place journalists in underserved areas for underserved and beats like and they didn't have an environment reporter like express news so that's why they brought me there so as we've been talking about what you're going to do next you've said like you've said to me multiple times like i don't know it's i don't know if i'm going to be able to find another environmental reporting job or like one that you and it's i'm like what it's the most important <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing yeah. You're, like you have you've reported so much and you have such a knowledge and specialization and it's so hard to get hired it's yeah because there isn't so many jobs out there so when they do post an environment position anywhere it's like a lot of people you have to start a podcast you do yeah yeah i mean well it's so and i yeah (laughs) what what you're saying too is like it's so crazy that it's like um it's like the opposite of supply and demand. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's there should be so much demand for this kind of reporting right now because it's the most e- ecologically devastated time right. in history. Right. But we're well, but there's just no nobody's like let's talk about it. Everybody's like Yeah, it's you know. it's getting a little better. Like when when we were in school together, nobody It's getting a little in. better because it's getting worse. <laughs> I think so. I really yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fires in the West really <laughs> was a turning point for people. Um, <laughs> when everyone took... literally caught fire in the West, they were yeah. like <laughs> It's like yeah, we everybody started to uh, pay attention when the west of the country <laughs> burned to the ground. <laughs> then we were it's like, so oh, barely. Yeah, we should yeah. talk about one or this. two jobs opened because before that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before that, it was it's been a real construction boom after <laughs> everyone's house burned down. Um, but what's crazy is that there's still not a ton of postings for those jobs, even after the west burned down. Those a lot of those newspapers have to find other ways to fund environment like environmental they have a position for environmental journalists because it's just like not a top of the yeah there's just there's kind of no money in the end of the world huh i Mm. suppose so (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful it is yeah brutal it really doesn't matter in the end so so what are some what (laughs) are everybody's like we know stop the harshing our vibe yeah (laughs) it's it's fine yeah Yeah. yeah. that Um, is one approach people just out of sight out of mind which yeah. brings me to <laughs> I don't mind. That yeah. was a beautiful segue that I said. Yeah. Which brings was. me to yeah, I like how you I like how you <laughs> drew attention to it too. <laughs> this is a beautiful segue. <laughs> so uh one piece of mm-hmm. writing that you've been doing mm-hmm. is on um the environmentalists who are actually against wind turbines we haven't really yeah. talked about wind tur- what what do you know about wind turbines i know that when i drive to indianapolis i go through a big field with a lot of them what do, do you, you think, think about ugly? them yeah do i think they're ugly no i don't i think it's actually kind of it's it's a it's a surreal experience driving through them. It's like crazy, like mm. wow, this whole environment is taken up by this. But yeah. uh, I I don't know anything specific about it in terms of like is it actually helping or like right. I, my my instinct is to be in favor of it because yeah. it's a it seems Wonderful like energy. a generally natural form of energy creation. Mm. But mm. 
I don't know. Yeah, um, I didn't. <laughs> cool, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel I felt very on the spot. You're sweating. I, yeah, I There's one drop. I'm of just sweat. shaking. Uh, <laughs> you passed the test. When when was Thank the first you. time you ever like learned about them? You think? Um, probably college, and just like like yeah, just being in uh, like I I was in political science, and I would take classes, and you know, people would just sort of talk about issues that were happening and i think people being kind of in faith it was like the same sort of discussion that there was around like solar panels where people were like this is a good idea but like the technology is not there it's not efficient mm. it doesn't mm. actually work like that's kind of the discussion that i remember around it but i didn't really look into it and also there was nobody reporting on any sort of environment. There's no the one time. reporting on environmental issues. That time Lucia and I went to grad school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, What's the difference between a windmill and wind turbine? So Someone was wondering. That. I <laughs> who was it? I wonder. Um <laughs> I actually it's funny, I wrote windmill a lot when I was like we had to do like a budget line and a budget line in a newspaper is sort of like a few words to say like this is what your story's about and i like windmill problem or something and my editor was like elena did you know windmills just like those little guys on farms like those <laughs> ones that just like kind of rotate out there and i was like oh <laughs> little guys on farms that's the urban dictionary definition yeah, of windmill. so it's a wind wind turbine and a wind farm is the yeah. week the whole like <laughs> group of them anyway um <laughs> does that make sense yes. uh so there's this uh, so the story isn't out yet and it'll probably come out within the next few days, week. Um, but breaking news break. Well, maybe not, but <laughs> it's, got the scoop. it's out there. We got the scoop somewhat. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there's this area out in West Texas that, um, called it's, it's Valverde County. It's called It's right on the border. Mm -hmm. So when you go out there, it's pretty much just like swarming with border patrol and, um, national guard and, mm. um, public safety everything like that they're all out there <laughs> what why are you laughing <laughs> of the story you told at the persian restaurant wait oh my god um okay wait what's going on right now i feel like did we just cut what's going on? no no we should cut that no. section yeah. no, we're gonna cut that okay keep going um, i got it on my system <laughs> It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so I was out in this county. It's this area that's just like, like as I said, it's swarming with Border Patrol. Um, it's the desert. It's mostly ranch land. Wait, so it's West Texas. West Texas on the, the border. border of Mexico. Yes. Okay. Um, and it, so it's about two and a half hours from San Antonio, um, which probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot mm. of people. But I've never looked Texas. at a map, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's. Uh, yeah, it's desert. It's hilly, um, mountainous. There's this these rivers that go through the Rio Grande. The Rio Grande is there, mm -hmm. um, and then there's this river that a lot of people want to protect because it's one of the most pristine rivers in Texas, and mm -hmm. it's called the Devil's River. Um, and then um, so there's this like kind of beautiful ecosystem in that area, uh, and it's got one. The the, the county seat is called. Um, Hold on. What is the county seat called? Del Rio. Uh, the county seat is Del Rio, and it has, like, pretty much 75% of the population of this entire county. So mm. it's sort of like if you think about, like, 
Chicago and the rest of Illinois. Mm. It's like, this is where everyone is. And then everything else is just ranch land. It's just people, you know, like think of West Texas ranchers, like cowboy hats, like big boots, guns that strapped to their side. Eating beans. Eating beans. uh, (laughs) You know, um, all those things that they got. And uh, those, that's kind of what this vibe is out there. You can pry my beans from my cold dead hand, you know? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And, and, (laughs) uh, and it's- Like cowboys? I mean, no, <laughs> but it is like six generation ranchers, like people wow. who wow. like their family moves to Tex- Texas in like the 1800s and they settle the land and like mm. that's their land for the rest of the time. Um, so I met a lot of ranchers like that. And then there's conserv- uh, conservationists in that area, too, who are dedicated to protecting the region and specifically the, the Devil's River because it's such a pristine river it it's just not as contaminated as the other rivers in texas mm. uh so that's kind of like the image of this area um and it's it's very kind of tucked away and um the sort of somebody in the house yeah um and um but back in like 2015 2016 um there was an effort from developers to start to build wind wind farms in this area Mm -hmm. uh that um i don't know like maybe like 40 to like 50 55 wind wind turbines Mm -hmm. um and from then on it's been sort of this very um controversial issue in in valverde issue (laughs) in valverde (laughs) valverde county uh is, is this wind turbines because um so they don't want the wind turbines they don't um because they're ugly Right, the they don't like the site. Like one rancher who's been there for generations, he's like now he's like I don't like standing on my balcony because I can see the red blinking mm. lights from the fifty. Do they blink red? Mm-hmm. Because oh, of I didn't know that. So tall, yeah, yeah, because they're so tall. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you knew that. Um, and well, you haven't driven back from like Indy like at, at night. Not at night. Yeah, at night it's like as far as you can see, it's like. Just oh, yeah, it's I like didn't these bright blinking lights. lights. So this area is also designated a um, dark skies. It has a dark skies designation, which means it's an area that is like so wonderfully dark. Mm. Yeah. You can see the sky, you can see the stars, and it has yeah. this designation because there's only literally like the the like campsite. Uh, headquarters is like the only light in that like entire space Mm -hmm. so like they also want to protect that because they're like oh with these blinking blinking red lights like that's going to be a problem Mm -hmm. um and so these conservationists who are in fact for renewable energy and want to move off um oil and gas don't want this renewable energy project in their land right um so it's like a kind of a strange like situation because i get People don't want wind farms in their land all the time. It is such a common theme in the yeah. United States because wow. it drops property values. Because oh, I didn't know that. If you could see a wind farm from this view, someone's going to be like, gross, I don't want to see that. And your property value is going to drop. So people yeah. don't want them. Um, and they think it ruins just their whole like culture of their property. Mm. Um, so that's normal. But what was interesting about this for me was that it's just a group of conservationists who don't. Wow. You, would assume, you would assume you would assume that it? they would yeah. want it. Yeah, it's so well that's yeah, it's the the it's also it's such a obvious piece of technology. <laughs> yeah. Like that everything that's going on out there, I feel like they pride on themselves on just like this is just us and the land. Right. You know, and then yeah. there's just like spaceship 
like this whole <laughs> field of like spaceships. spaceships. Like it, 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 I can see from their perspective that it's like a real. It it feels like an a real imposition. I think especially for those older ranchers, it's yeah. like this is my home, this is my way of life, this is my culture, and now you're going to bring in these, like, big machines, and they're going to ruin what I have. It takes away, like, the natural beauty of the The ambiance of the area, I guess. I get it. And I think what I, what I do find, yeah, I just find it interesting, because, like, a skeptic, or maybe even just a person who's practical, would be like, well, it doesn't even matter, because in 50 years, like, global warming's going to overtake these areas Mm. anyway, and make them into brittle landscapes with no water so why does it matter if you have renewable energy here yeah you can't live here in 10 20 years anyway right so that's like a thought right but it's also like well this is a beautiful natural area that people like to camp and see the night sky um and they like they like being away from technology like that or just any sort Mm. of thing that doesn't look natural and so it's like oh well why does why do they need to be here yeah it's like it's like uh it's like a mountain range and you're like oh it's beautiful but then there's a giant (laughs) ipad (laughs) just like sticking out of the mountain range and you're like "Uh." i think that's what some of these guys think of it as they don't trust it yeah and it just is yeah it doesn't fit you know yeah i could totally i mean i get it so then what do they think of like solar is solar just less imposing yeah because you can't see it from a distance but the thing with solar panels is you have to pretty much clean cut miles of land Mm -hmm. to set up a solar panel farm and so that can be like a an issue for people too where it's like oh you're like decimating the natural landscape to put in the solar panel right right um but like some guys are like that i talked to they're like oh yeah my house is totally decked out with solar panels i love renewable energy i just don't want to see i just don't want to see these wind farms because you can also like put solar panels on a a house Mm -hmm. but if you're building like a big solar farm you do need a ton of land yeah and you as i said you cut out all the natural habitat so it's it's a yeah it's just i don't know i'm wondering what you think a lot of trade-offs yeah i think that's like when i've talked to sort of experts on energy in texas they're like it is just trade-offs yeah it's deciding yeah. what matters in that moment and in, in that piece of land what do you think lucia because you're obviously like you work for i'm an expert you're an expert i'm first a genius off. i'm an expert and i'm gorgeous what do i think um i almost <laughs> i almost sent you the draft of my story because i was like i just feel like it was a hard story to write because it's so like because some people because some people could easily read that and it just justifies you right. could justify their uh like an argument that they're already stewing and stewing on in their head of like why we shouldn't use right. renewables i well i didn't know well, the red the, light thing. and from the other side it could be like you know someone some fr- a frustrated environmentalist living in a city going like well let's t- we we have to put these out there mm-hmm. and then you know, not seeing this from the perspective of the people that live there, mm-hmm. especially because they probably don't agree politically. Yeah. Right. Or at least they don't think that they would. You know, right. it's like, oh, of course, this rancher guy with a doesn't cowboy hat it. on doesn't want the environmental thing. But then if you lived out there, you wouldn't want it. Either. It's com- it's a completely yeah. different yeah, perspective. Because right, expect- like as someone okay. living in the city. It's right. so easy to be like, yeah, let's use all this land. Like, I why wouldn't we do it? I honestly didn't realize the red light thing. 
the red. Right, yeah. but that you can. You can. Could they do different colored lights? Like a purple color? light. A purple yeah, make light. Make it fun. Make yeah, it, make it like. Could it be like a LGBT rainbow flash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can. For a Pride fine, Month light. I was fine with the lights until they made them gay. <laughs> I was fine with the lights you'd in the sky. You'd be surprised what you'd hear. <laughs> so, really, there was one guy I interviewed. Who, I mean, I don't think he's going to be listening to this podcast. I think it's cool that I'm saying I'm, this. I'm so going like, to send it to him. He was the most, like, traditional rancher I'd ever... He was wearing total, complete wool. Um, <laughs> that he owns his own, like, wool Head store. To Head wool. to wool. <laughs> He had a little gun. That's the name of the wool store. And head a knife. <laughs> Down here yeah. at Head to Toe Wool. We'll put you in wool. Head to toe. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he the had... That commercial writes itself. Yeah. He felt like Offer the photographer I went with was like... Uh, <laughs> like she was like shocked. She was like, "This man is meant for photos." <laughs> and like at first, like our our, our um, source and also fixer, a fixer in journalism is someone who's in the community who kind of like takes you around, mm-hmm. who knows it, and can yeah. drive you places. So he was there, and after our interview with this rancher, he was like, "I think he dressed up for you guys. Like I think he like wanted to look <laughs> like this." But then like Sam, the photographer, was like, "I found him on Facebook, and he just wears this stuff like all the time." Like what was it? Amazing. I have an image for us. So, forest um, green pants. Head to toe wool. <laughs> what do you mean create an image? She just told him us that he was wearing wool from head right, to toe. Right, but it was, it was, yeah, forest green pants. I can't remember what the color of his top was, but it was like a button-up, like, vest with a button-up shirt underneath, both wool, wool hat. Is he single? He is, actually. <laughs> I like how you're still trying to break it down so she can understand. So, I was actually... So, he was wearing wool as a hat, wool as a... <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just really breaking it down like lucia i don't know what you don't get about this think I, of the think of all the clothes that you're wearing but if they were all wool <laughs> so wool clothes <laughs> um, so the thing that about him being like single such a bad choice in the yeah in the heat, heat. Well, it was pretty chilly out at the time oh, okay. for Texas. You, 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 you like get distracted during the interview. You can't, you're supposed to be asking about this controversial environmental issue. You're like, aren't you hot? Aren't you a little warm under that? Yeah, but it was pretty chilly out. Um, but anyway. Why are you wearing mittens? <laughs> <laughs> he said, said head his to way, toe. His way, just his mittens are polyester. <laughs> he, would, he would never. <laughs> he, would, he, he would never. He he's truly yeah. a wool a wool dude. Um, but he's, he's made his choice. <laughs> like when I asked about his, I was like, "Do you live alone? Do, are you married? Do you have kids?" And he's like, "No." And I like didn't know how to respond after that, so I was like, "Well, you don't you don't look that old." <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> he had said he was like forty six, and I was like, "You don't look it." And like he kind of just looked like he was forty six, but I didn't, I didn't I didn't know what to say after he's like, "You didn't have a family." I was like. Yeah. Okay. And then he was like kind of quiet. Like, I can change. He's like, I, had a woman. I can change that. <laughs> He's like, uh, I had a woman, but she said it was scratchy. Because <laughs> he wouldn't. He was like a never nude, but with the wool. Yeah. <laughs> never leave it. Yeah. <laughs> he okay. he made me choose. She said it was her or the wool. <laughs> and I said, I think you know the answer, and I think you know where my door is. <laughs> I'll walk you out. Um, so he was the rancher. He was the rancher, and he. 
he was interesting because he was so pro oil and gas. Oh. So he's n- he's a concert. So in Texas, it's weird. Conservationists can also just be Republicans. Hmm. They can be. No, like, it is very. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people who donate to my organization are. It's a very it's uh, very conservative. Yeah, it's so these are conservatives, very pro oil and gas, yet very pro like protecting the land um, for white what it is and so it's very confusing sometimes when you talk to these people because they're like voting for people who don't care about their land Mm. um so but anyway he told yeah no one votes in their own interests (laughs) like it's not in yeah not in texas and you know one thing one point that they like kind of made was like in the city, you're still benefiting from these wind farms because they're adding to the general grid. Yeah. But you don't have to see the wind farms. Like, you don't mm. have to see them. But the people out there have to see them. That's why you don't yeah. see wind farms around, te- around like, Austin, right? Like, right. I don't know if they even have room for them. But, like, they put them in areas where they don't think there's going to be a fuss um, from right. the community. Um, we just assume that farmers yeah. want it. Yeah. Or, like, want... Because you get money if you put... If there's like a wind farm on your property, you get paid. I think in that area, it's like three thousand to six thousand dollars a wind a wind turbine um, every year. <laughs> I think I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> move out there. Um, so that's a benefit for some people. They like that. The next podcast, you just see just a bunch of blinking red lights behind us. <laughs> so also, a thing you can do is like <laughs> you don't you can you can work with. The people building the wind turbines and not have the blinking red lights. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, so that's something they're trying to negotiate with. It seems like the big problem that they need to figure out. Yeah, and they might probably yeah. not have it. Because well, the company is Spanish that's going to be building it. Oh, really? They're from Spain. Oh, yeah. wow. It's it's not a... <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it's like, what are they doing down there? Um, well, it's I think that there isn't that enough a... space in... It's actually interesting. They said that... The conservationist told me that the Spanish group, it's a its a renewable energy company. They were like, we're running out of room in Spain to build renewable energy because we don't want to ruin the ancient like landscape. Yeah. Right. These ancient yeah. buildings in Spain and these ancient towns. If you put these windmills here, you're ruining that. Yeah. So now they're yeah. going to Texas where there's no regulation. Classic. And they can build these windmills. with. Like and they're no going to get the energy and use it for Spain? No, they're gonna. They're, but they're gonna make they, the money off of. Yeah, they know. just get paid for building and then sustaining them, probably. Yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 Okay, wow. so this. So back to Mr. Wool. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his name. Mr. Wool. Hi, I'm Mr. Wool. <laughs> so okay, so he's conservative. <laughs> he's <just> like <laughs> <laughs> so he's conservative, mm-hmm. and he's pro oil and gas. Yeah, and he you is. were earlier t- telling me that. So in this place where they don't want the wind farms. There is a pipeline that goes underneath. There's several. Yeah, there's like five or six that go through the county. And people are fine with that? Yeah, I mean. I've also noticed that people in the south, it's very county oriented. Like people are like, this is our county. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, it is like very. I would say that's true, especially in like West Texas where there isn't a lot of like big cities. It's not like you're Chicago proud. You're more like I'm Val Verde 
brown oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that that totally checks out. Yeah, it's and that way in Florida too. Like they were like, this is this is Pasco County. We da, 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 da. you know, it's <laughs> like yeah, counties are. I feel like they are pretty important there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Um, um, but he's like the extreme side of this case, where he's like very conservative, very pro oil and gas, very much like this is my land. I'm a property owner. I could do whatever I want. Which I think is kind of you know interesting is that he's like. Um, he had oil and gas run through his land, so he was able to make money off oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And it's now interesting he- how people who make money off of something are pro that thing. Yeah, right. But then <laughs> you know? now, when his neighbors want to make money off of wind turbines, he's like, mm-hmm. "That's bad." He they're yeah. they're hurting me, their neighbor. But it's like you kind of hurt mm-hmm. them by running oil and gas. Right. Them. But anyway, um. So yeah, but then there's like that side, and then there's the conservationists who are a lot more mm-hmm. like. I get where you're coming from. I feel like when I li- talk to them and they're like, yeah, like we are pro renewable energy and the environment and everything. But so what I'm getting is out of sight. Cause pipelines are so NIMBY. much worse mm-hmm. for the, yeah. NIMBY. NIMBY. Uh, well, out of my backyard. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. Because yeah. pipelines are out of sight, out of mind. So it's easy to like justify them because they're mm-hmm. not an, if they were above ground, no one would want them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pipelines were vertical. Yeah. They were just <laughs> stretching up into the sky. If they were vertical going like this across the <laughs> land. Wildly inefficient, but yeah. But, but so it's because it's out of sight, out of mind. So my idea is make wind turbines invisible. Mm. Okay. Go, go Tell on. me more. So remember we learned about things that could be invisible in grad school. I forgot about them. Yeah, it's a particle thing. Well, maybe if they were invisible and you could look right through them and not really see them. I feel like planes would hit them all the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Birds that hit them we, and we die. Have, we have some renewable energy, but man, a lot of people are dying in plane Why crashes. do they have to? Why do wind turbines have to be so big? Why do wind turbines? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a truck that's carrying one? Like no. it's like it'll be like the like oversized load, like car in front, car in back, like, and then it's just one blade of oh, the isn't it wind so turbine. Crazy? It's yeah. have so you ever seen they're that? giant. Well, so I've, I've been next to a wind turbine and it's gigantic. They're huge. And these ones in tech, these seven hundred feet one are larger than the usual. Wow. Because everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> I gotta go. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, that was, if you were going to make that joke, that was the right time. Thank you. That was good. I'm sorry someone had to do it and I was willing to do it. We didn't have to. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like it's actually like you shouldn't have. (laughs) So they're they're big. I I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no. description of this episode wind turbines they're big big. there's got to be another way to utilize wind energy that's not a wind turbine i feel like there are too many problems why have we stopped at that design yeah i don't know let's start a design they are constantly thinking of new ways like to build to to utilize wind energy i mean i'm sure you know about this lucia is like wind energy is great and and solar energy is great but it's also trying to store that energy yeah later. the storage is the problem and having batteries yeah so and having batteries which is like a whole other issue so yeah like, yeah i uh i don't know i think like for the people in that area they're like just build them another place in texas but i'm sure if they went and build them <laughs> another, those people would be like yeah. uh, excuse me like yeah, yeah i live over here so so what so what was the conclusion you came to by the end of this article how do you feel about winter i feel like i learned 
I no, I love renewable energy. I think it's so important to have it. And I guess I just had never thought of this this type of opposition to mm. it. Like I would have never thought cons- not conservative conservationists, but liberal conservationists. I would have never thought they would have that kind of opposition to it. But I think it's just like it makes it sound like oh, like when you talk about renewal renewable energy right now, just sitting down talking this podcast you're like we gotta go as fast as we yeah. can to renewable energy this is the most important thing we need to do and then you're down at the county level or the town level and you're talking to people and they're like i don't want this in my backyard like it's just like so like there's just so many pieces to it so yeah. many elements and it's just not as simple as we're as when we talk about it um and yeah. a lot of those people are also like why can't we just do nuclear which is a yeah. lot of times i mean I think nuclear is great. <laughs> I love Are you pro energy. nuclear? I think it would be really beneficial. I mean, it's if we really want to move to renewable energy as fast as we can, like think about oil and gas to nuclear, like just kind of getting into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about nuclear? I just don't like um, the waste part of it that we don't right. really have, that there is a lot of waste and we don't really have a place to store it. Sure. And nuclear just scares me because it's scary. Because right. it is scary, but... I just, I wonder, like, how else do we get to where we need to go? So fast. So fast, Nuclear yeah. does seem to be the middle ground that, like, p- we could come to. Yeah. Well, they just did that, like, fission thing. And uh, somewhere in California, the big lab, like, they did, like, uh, the, the first uh, fission, like, successful fission experiment. And I know nothing about it. It's like it. Well, I, I don't know much. Obviously, I just keep saying. Yeah, the you word just keep fission. saying fission thing. What is yeah. what is that even? So it's like the the, the reaction that is powering the su- the energy coming out of the sun. It's okay. something to do with I think, uh, like it's something some change to I think the hydrogen molecule, and it's like either breaking it apart or putting it together. I can't remember, but. They said that they've been trying to do this for like decades and mm-hmm. they just successfully did like the first experiment where they put all this because it takes so much energy to like generate this reaction and then they got more energy out of it than they put in for the first time ever. Mm. And so scary. they're like, this is the beginning of what like if they, they they it's like, you know, it's all theoretical, but they're like, if we could get this to a sustainable level this would power the whole country on on nothing. Yeah. You know, it would just yeah. be... I don't trust it. Yeah. It's too scary for me. Yeah. Well, it's like, we kind of have to do something scary because we're in a scary situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should... Uh, I feel but like yeah. we... Are. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we hit our mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Um, yeah, well, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting because of how how like you like you said once you get to the granular level of like actual impl- implementation and mm. where are we going to put this mm-hmm. stuff and not just the the uh opposition that you would think is there but there's also all these other sort of complications right it's crazy yeah and it's other benefits too like those counties get tons of cr- tax credit mm. and when they have that kind of stuff in their yeah. land so there's those benefits too and yeah it's just yeah it's just interesting i thought you guys would get a kick out of it. <laughs> I loved it. We yeah, we had Mr. Wool. Yeah, we had, we had yeah, some yeah. laughs, and we I learned a lot. lot. You we didn't achieved. Even know about wild pigs. I didn't know about wild hogs. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> we achieved all of our goals. <laughs> yeah, we laughed you, and seriously. we learned. Learned. Yeah. 
happy. And we loved. loved? And we loved. I don't know. Did we? I loved it. We lived, we loved, we laughed. You guys both were holding it. Lift, laugh, love is the goal. <laughs> I think we, I think we did achieve our goal. Our, our standard across the board is just mm-hmm. be better than reading an article. Yes, uh-huh. I think we I achieved feel, that. We, we did that. But you should also read Elena's article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also well, there that. is a. It it is um blocked. It's blocked. This is by a paywall. By a paywall, but I I'll I'll print the PDF off and print PDF the PDF off. Yeah, <laughs> we'll link to it. Well, thank you, Elena. Yeah, thank I you love so you much. so much. I love Thanks you. I love on. you. Yeah. Yeah. Really Tyler, I don't know you very well, but love you. Love you. Love, love for yeah. everyone. We <laughs> love this. Great. Tyler, too, is behind the camera. So quiet. So quiet, yet so profound. Strong Do you have anything time. to say? <laughs> okay and uh yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening thanks for watching we hope you liked us in 4d and um 4k 4k is this is this the first time it's 4k 4k yeah first time with this setup uh we'll be putting all these we're gonna start from now on we're gonna be doing the youtube thing we've been saying that for a while you're gonna put this whole whole thing on youtube Yeah, yeah 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 Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all of that. Elaine is having a break. <laughs> I don't want my shit on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just okay, immediately yeah, yeah. go. Uh. But uh, yeah, so tell five friends about the podcast this week. Um, thank you guys very much for listening and watching, and uh, have, have a great fun. Week. Bye. Bye. Yay. Bye. Bye.